Welcome everyone to Self Podcast. That's strong, empowered, love, and fearless. I am your host, Miss Nisha, and I'm so excited to be here. Um, so I wanted to make my very first podcast discussion to be about self-care during COVID. Now, I know that, you know, we are all so sick and tired of talking about COVID, but the reality is, is that we are currently living in it. And so we need to know how important it is to self-care during this pandemic. And so for the next 16 days or 15 now, um, I will be bringing 16 steps on how to self-care during COVID. And so for tonight, I'm going to do the first two and then tomorrow I'll bring you the third one. And so the very first step is talking about emotional well-being. What is emotional well-being? So basically, it means just being able to understand and process your feelings in a helpful way. It's key for coping with your stress, your depression, and being kind to yourself while maintaining healthy relationships, which we all know that's very important to have in your life, especially during this time of uncertainty that we're living in. Um, In these trying times, we all should pay close attention to our mental health. It's so very important. We can't always feel happy, but we can train ourselves to notice our moods. Then do something about it. Don't just sit there and hold all of that in. We have to do something about it. We can learn to manage our ups and downs, notice our emotions, reactions, our emotional reactions, and plan positive steps to better handle stress the next time. So in doing this, um, we will be able to improve our emotional health by reducing the stress and boosting our immune system, which definitely is important right now. It is very important that we keep our immune system healthy as possible. Um, Improve emotional well-being can lead to more happiness. You know, who don't want to be happy? We're all striving to live a happier, healthier life. And so once we learn what our emotional well-being is and how to handle the emotions that we're feeling when we're stressed, the happier and healthier we will be. So that was step number one. Step number two is naming the stress. We've never seen anything like this pandemic ever. Not in our lifetime. Many of us feel fear and anxiety and stress and even depression. Especially if we are like essential workers or we're relying on others or we have some special health risks. This is huge stressors. And so 
what is your first stress response? So usually your response to stress would be, I need to fix it. I need to fix whatever it is. Or just, I want to hide away from it. Just, just push it all the way down and hide from it. Or turn to a loved one for help. And that's all fine, turning to the loved one for help. But you can't ignore fear or deny stress because it doesn't go away. There are ways to manage it and you can take care of yourself or go get help. I always talk about how, you know, society has made it kind of difficult for people to seek professional help or talk to a therapist about their mental health health because it's it, it's made to seem like it's a bad thing and it, it really is not I mean I truly believe that there's levels to stress I believe that there's levels to depression and so when that level gets to the highest level that it can possibly go to where you want to explode then that's when you need to talk to someone professionally like I, I think it's really good and very much okay for you to, you know, talk to somebody who you are, you know, you have a genuine connection with somebody that you can trust with the information that you're providing to them. And that's good and fine. But at the end of the day, at some point when the level is extremely high, a therapist would be the best resource for you to tap into because they have the tools And the guidance to help you first understand what you're feeling and then offer you tools on how to cope with it. And so there's definitely nothing wrong with seeking help, especially for, you know, your depression or any kind of mental health that you're going through. So you have to define what is causing your stress And then how you react to it. So once you determine what got you to that stress level, then the next thing will be for you to figure out what you need to do to bring that stress level down. So a quick assignment that I will give to my listeners is to write down your stress signs and your stress responses. And look over them and, and, and figure out how you will want to cope with that. Because I think that it's very important, no matter what level of stress it is, um, it, it needs to be addressed in some way. And so for me, you know, people could walk around and say, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm okay. But I honestly believe that everybody, especially with what we've been going through with the pandemic, dealing with COVID, people losing their jobs, people losing loved ones, all type of stuff going on. There's levels to stress. And so I believe that everybody out here in the world is stressed, including kids. (laughs) I believe that everybody is under some level of stress, even if they feel like they're not, they are. It's just, it, it has to do with the way that they're handling it. They're either pushing it down and balling it up and moving it away and just going about their lives with a smile on their face as if nothing is happening. 
or they have found a way to cope with what they're feeling. And I know for me, you know, just this past year, I've been going through um, a lot of losses as far as deaths in my family. And so although I may feel like I have been dealing with it, you know, the best way that I can, I'm pretty sure that it has brought some level of stress, you know what I'm saying, to my life. Maybe, maybe I don't know if I have dealt with it the way it's supposed to be dealt with, but I feel like I have, but I know that that can cause some level of stress, but what I do to maintain my stress levels, um, I do a lot of me- of heavy meditation. First thing in the morning when I get up, I'm in meditation, I'm in prayer and meditation kind of jumpstarts my day. It it clears my mind of anything that may be sitting on my my brain. It gives me calm and balance. And then it prepares me to go out into the world when I get ready to come in contact with other people. Because, you know, people would can take you there. You know, they can, you know, be a distraction to your day, whether you're at work or, you know, you, you're going to the grocery store or whatever. I prepare myself as as church people would say I put on the whole armor of God <laughs> to protect me throughout my day for anything any stressors or anything like that that may try to come my way and so my way of dealing with that is meditation and then I also do journaling and so journaling just allows me to write out my thoughts my feelings my fears whatever I'm dealing with, it allows me to write it out, process, read through it and process what I'm feeling. And then I either pray about it or if I feel like it's next level where I want to discuss it, I'll go to someone that I trust um, or I'll just, you know what I'm saying, leave it as it is. Because so far, thank God, my level of stress hasn't gotten to the point where I feel like I need a therapist. Um, so, I, And that's where all my self-love come in, my self-care. Um, I do a lot of stuff surrounded around self-care that I feel has helped me to not have to go see a therapist. You know, where other people may not be as strong enough to deal with those stresses, deal with that depression on their own. And so then that's when you need to make the decision to seek therapy. So anyway, take the time to write down your stress, your stress signs and your stress responses, and then make a decision to do something about them. A lot of times we all, we focus on, you know, living a healthier life and usually it's geared around weight loss, but nobody really takes the time to deal with the stress and the mental um, health that's going on in their lives. Um, They either just bottle it down and and just keep it moving um, and never addressing it. And that's not good. And so never ignore the fear. Never deny the stress that you're going through. Acknowledge it and, and address it head on. So that way you can live a more healthier life. 
And so that's the information that I have for you today in regards to um, handling self-care during COVID. There's 16 steps. Those were the first two, emotional well-being and name the stress. Tomorrow I will bring you the third one and so on and so on. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. I really appreciate you guys for listening. And I pray you all have a safe and um, good night. Welcome to Self Podcast. Self is strong, empowered, love, and fearless. I am your host, Miss Nisha. I hope you all are doing well this evening and you're staying safe. I know it's pretty cold in some places, including here in Texas. So let's all make sure that we're staying warm. Today, I want to continue my discussion on self-care during COVID. I will be providing 16 steps to practicing self-care during this crazy pandemic. In episodes one, I provided you with steps one and two. And just for a quick recap, step one talked about emotional well-being, learning to understand and process your feelings in a helpful way. And step two was naming the stress, defining what is causing your stress and how you react to it. And so today I will be providing you with steps three and four. So let's get into it. So step three, accept what is. Accepting the pandemic as it is can possibly bring some peace. And let me tell you, when the pandemic first happened, nobody was trying to accept the fact that we were in a pandemic. You still had people walking around here living a life as if nothing was going on. You had people calling it a hoax. You had people, you know, just doing the most out here. And not accepting the fact that, you know, this was this was really real, that this was really going on. And, it, and I think it wasn't until it was so many loss, so many deaths going on that some people realized like, yeah, this is really real. This is really happening. Now, even though we need to come to terms with this pandemic, this way of living is happening and this may be our new norm, it doesn't mean that we have to like it because I don't like it. I don't like having to isolate myself and having to, you know, wear a mask all the time everywhere I go and can't be around my loved ones and, and hug my loved ones and, you know, all that type of stuff. And I know you guys don't like it either. However, It just means that we're facing the reality of it, that we are accepting that, yeah, this is a pandemic and we need to do our part in this pandemic to get through it. You can't change the fact of the pandemic. You might not be able to change how you feel, but you can work on coping through it. Everybody has to learn how to cope through what we're going through, because guess what? We're all going through it and we're all in it together. So I want to give you five things that you can do to cope with accepting what is. One, learn the facts about COVID-19 from trusted sources. I'm not talking about TikTok. 
I'm not talking about Facebook. Although TikTok be giving some real information, that's still to me, to me, not a reliable source. So make sure you're learning the facts about COVID-19 and the vaccine from trusted sources. Two, acknowledge what is true. And what is true is this pandemic. It's here, it's happening, and we just need to accept the fact that, you know, we're in it. Three, accept that there's nothing you alone can do to change it. There's nothing you can do to take this pandemic away, but to do your part, wear your mask, social distance, um, wash your hands, even though we should have been doing that anyway before COVID even happened. So wash your hands and, you know, keep yourself healthy, self-care, you know, take your vitamins, eat healthier. Those are some things that you can do, but in reality, there's nothing alone that you can change about what's going on in the world today. Four, believe that life will not always be this way. Change is constant. And we have to believe that there's better, uh, better, better days ahead. And let me tell you, today I post on Facebook, and I don't even think people, many people even liked it or read what I wrote, but I spelled out the word COVID, C-O-V-I-D. And if people really looked at it, what does COVID spell out? C, COVID. O, Omicron. V, question mark. I is the IHC, which is the new variant that's, that just came out a couple days ago. And D is Delta. So the question mark is on V, which is victory. So my question was, okay, so is this supposed to be another variant that's going to come out? Oh my God. Like, do we need another variant coming out? And so I was like, no, no, I'm not going to ask that question. I'm going to choose to say that the V stands for victory, meaning that after COVID, after Omicron, after IHC, after Delta, and any other name that they want to come up with for this COVID, for this virus, I'm choosing to believe that we are about to experience some type of victory after this. That soon that we will be experiencing some victory. So you have to believe that life would not always be this way. That change is constant. It's constant change. The world is constantly changing. But you have to believe that there are better days ahead. That we're not going to always have to wear these masks. And, And if people knew about what happened years ago, a similar pandemic that happened Um, years ago, it took them a while to work through it before they got back to some type of norm. So I choose to believe that we're going to have victory after this. And if you follow me on Facebook, go check out my post because when I saw that, I was like, whoa, like blew my mind when I saw it. So, okay. So step number five, reflect on something you've gained since the pandemic. Maybe now you have less commute time or you save more money on food or you have deepened your bond with loved ones. I know for me, I have had 
quite a few losses, but I have had some gains since the pandemic has happened. I have saved um, money. I was able to buy me a house. Um, I've built bonds, um, bonded relationships with um, family members. I've seen relationships that have been broken for months and years be mended. And I'm so excited and happy about that and thankful to God that those relationships were mended because those were a part of my prayers. And so you have to reflect on something that you've gained, something positive. You know, a lot of people um, were able to start businesses. You know, a lot of people were able to, you know, help out family members and draw closer to family members. So you have to reflect on the good because the good can outweigh the bad. And so that's a very important um, tip to me that, you know, I think that we should be doing in regards to self-care during, the, during this pandemic. And so the exercise for this step is to take time and close your eyes and mindfully say, this is where I am today. This is where I am today. And repeat it as many times as you need to, to really feel it and, and let that sink in. Because the sooner you can accept that this pandemic is happening and everything that goes with it, the sooner you can feel some type of peace about it. And so moving on to step four. Step four is build self-care habits. This is my all, oh, this is my favorite thing to do is to build self-care habits. I've been doing it for years and I encourage anyone to do it. There are many ways to take care of yourself and your family. A big part of improving emotional health is taking care of your body and your mind. If you don't take care of your mind, your body won't function right. You don't take care of your body, your mind won't function right. They, it has to go hand in hand. And so it's very important that you take care of the two. Studies have shown that doing this practical things can lead to lowering stress, better moods, and stronger immune systems. And I can personally attest to that, that when you start adapting healthier, positive habits into your life, that your stress levels are lower. You, you're feeling better about yourself. Your mood is good. And then you feel healthier. Your immune system feels stronger. And so building good self-care habits is very important. And so I want to give you five things that you can do to help build you good self-care habits. One, eat healthy meals with fruits and vegetables. And I can tell you that the more freshness you have going into your body, the better that you will feel. I know when I started my weight loss journey almost three years ago, um, it was like the best decision I could have made because I used to be so tired and exhausted and, and I gave up eating red meats and sodas and sweets and all of that. And once I flushed my body out of those toxic things, then... And start replacing it with fresher foods, fresh vegetable vegetables and fruits. I felt so lighter and had so much energy. So it's very important to adapt to eating a healthier meal. Two, get regular exercise. Now I know some people struggle with exercise, and I struggle with it myself. But I push myself to do at least 
30 minutes. You don't have to do a whole hour, two, three, four hours. You don't have to do that, but just a good 30 minute workout, jump rope, jumping jacks, push-ups, you know, running in place, squats, whatever for 30 minutes. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Four, get enough sleep on a regular schedule. Now I can tell you, since the pandemic has happened, my sleep patterns have been so out of whack. It's crazy. And I know I'm not the only one, but I find myself being up later at night. And then when I, um, I get up in the morning about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning and I'm feeling so sluggish because I couldn't fall asleep at a decent time. So what I've done lately is I have turned off my phone. I actually put it on do not disturb. And then I turn my meditation music on and I force myself to go to sleep so I can get enough rest. So I encourage you to adapt or try to adapt to a regular schedule to get yourself enough sleep. And then lastly, stay involved socially with friends, family, and loved ones. Now, I know we're in a pandemic and we need to social distance, but there are creative ways for you to stay socially involved with other people. You can have Zoom calls, you got FaceTime, and if you do want to meet in person, then you know you can meet at a restaurant, you know, but you just got to make sure you staying safe, you know, wear your mask. Now they're requiring some restaurants where you have to show your vaccine. So unfortunately, you have to do that. But meet up at a park or take a walk together or or something. Just make sure you're staying socially connected with your loved ones. Because believe it or not, having a good circle of friends and family during the pandemic is what's going to help you to stay focused on your goals. It'll help you stay focused on, you know, building your self-care habits. It's it's very helpful you for you to stay connected. And when I say stay connected, I'm not talking about sending a text message or anything like that, because that's really not staying connected. And I'd be the first to admit that I do a lot of texting before I would pick up the phone, but I have been trying to make it my business to pick up the phone and call and talk to whoever it is that I'm trying to connect with. So stay involved socially with your friends and family and loved ones. And so in this exercise, um, I want you to write down five things you want to do better. Then when after you write it down, don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait till a week later to try to do it. Take at least one of those five things and do it right then and there, no matter what it is. Five things you want to do better, no matter what it is, take at least one of them and do it immediately. Because as soon as you start adapting into these self-care habits, the better you'll feel. And so I know for me, I've I've been doing it for a while. I I make sure I'm consistent in writing down things that I want to work on for myself to make myself a better person, a better mom, a better grandma, a better daughter, sister, friend, cousin, whatever it is. Um, I make sure that I try to work on something that that has to do with me becoming a better person. Um, One thing that I am going to be doing soon is I have a book called Atomic Habits. Atomic 
Habits, and it's by James Clear. And this is a book that it, it gives you easy and proven ways to build good habits and break bad habits. So this is a good book. I'm currently, I have it downloaded on my Audible. So I plan on listening to it soon. It's about five hours long if you like to listen to Audible books. If not, it's on Amazon. I think it's like 17 bucks. But I, it's, it has gotten great reviews. Um, I, I'm a big thing on reviews. So if it ain't got no good reviews, I don't want nothing to do with it. But this book has has gotten some great reviews. And so... That's one thing that I will be um, tapping into. And so if you would like to do the same, go right ahead. And so, you know, that's the the two steps that I have for you today. I will be bringing to you two more steps in the next couple days. And we're going to keep this going all the way until we get to number 16. I want you guys to remember that self-care is not selfish. I know a lot of times people feel... Like if they start to take care of themselves before taking care of others, it's a bad thing. And it's not. How can you take care of somebody else if you're not taking care of yourself? You're not going to be any good to nobody. You're not going to be good to your spouse, your kids, your parents, even your job. You're not going to be any good to anyone if you don't take care of yourself. So you have to start taking care of yourself. And so that's what these steps is going to help you do during this pandemic. So I thank you all for tuning in with me this evening. I'm so excited um, about this podcast. Like I said, this is something new for me. Um, This is something that has been given to me a part of my purpose. I, I believe it's part of my purpose and I'm just trying to be obedient to what I'm being called to do. Um, which is step outside of my comfort zone. (laughs) So this is very, 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 very uh, uncomfortable for me. But you know what? You have to be uncomfortable sometimes, you know, and and that's perfectly fine. So um, stay focused, stay consistent, and be intentional. Bye for now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Self Podcast. Self is strong, empowered, love, and fearless. I am your host, Miss Nisha. I hope you all are doing well today and staying safe. I see that those COVID numbers are up on the rise, so please make sure you're doing your part at keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. So today, I'm picking up where I left off with the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. Now, I've already provided you guys with steps one through four. So if you missed it, please go back and take a listen to the previous two episodes. So today I'm bringing to you steps five and six, doing the basics and defining your barriers. Now, in step five, it talks about doing the basics. And I feel like this step goes hand in hand with steps one and two. Remember, step one talked about emotional well-being. And step two talked about naming the stressors. And so that's defining the cause of your stress or your depression and then figuring out how you're going to react to it. You're going to learn how to manage your ups and downs, your feelings and emotions, 
And then you can come up with a plan, a positive plan on how to handle it. And so when you talk about doing the basics, you know, when you're feeling stressed or depressed, most of the time you don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like getting up in the morning. You don't feel like brushing your teeth and washing your face or making sure you take a bath at night or getting a good night's rest. Those are the basics that goes out of the window when you're in that state. And so you may think stress or depressed, you know, when you stress or depressed that the basics doesn't matter, but it really do because when you neglect them, it makes you feel worse. But when you're doing your routine, you know, doing the basics, getting up in the morning, washing your face and brushing your teeth, you know, it, it makes you have a sense of you're, you're getting ready for your day. You're about to do something and it makes you feel a little better. But when you're just, you know, every day, just want to stay under the covers, just want to be in this down state, it really makes you feel worse. And so what you have to do is come up with a routine that might make you feel some sense of normal. And so that can be as simple as setting an alarm to take a shower or to change your clothes for the day or putting a note on your mirror to remind you to brush your teeth or, or floss or to turn off your electronics at least two hours before bed to make sure that you're getting a good night's rest. It can be something as simple as that, but come up with a routine that works for you that will help you to feel some sense of normal when you're dealing with stress or depression. And so steps one and two and step five talks about ways to figure out how to handle your stressors. So those steps are really good and really important. And so moving on to step six, defining your barriers. Now, this step talks about putting yourself first. Now, when you're, when you're learning how to self-care, the first thing that you have to do is learn how to put yourself first. Now, we're so used to being there for others and taking care of family, husband, wives, children, parents, going to work every day. And in the midst of all of that, where do you see yourself in that? It's usually nowhere. So when you want to learn how to practice self-care, you have to make sure you're putting yourself first. That's why it's called self-care, self-love. You can't love on somebody else until you learn to love yourself. You can't care for somebody else if you don't take care of yourself first. And so, and I know that sometimes the word self-care can be looked at as a selfish thing. Like it sounds selfish, but it really is not. It's, it's not a selfish thing to want to put yourself first for a change because it, you will be no good to nobody else if you don't do it. And so taking care of yourself is a vital thing for you, for your emotional well-being. It's vital to your emotional well-being. And that goes back to step one that talked about emotional well-being, finding that balance and on how to handle things. And so once you learn how to put yourself first, 
the better you will feel, the more peace you will feel. Um, When you take care of yourself, you'll have the energy to take care of others, but you need to decide to do it. And that's, to me, that's the easy part is to do it. Just get up and do it. You know, it may be hard to some because you're so used to, you know, caring about the well-being of others and putting yourself last. So it can be hard. But once you make that decision to just do it, it's going to come second nature. It's going to you're going to be just putting yourself first all the time. And I'm a witness because I was so used to being a single parent, taking care of both my kids. Um, going to school, working, like, I mean, like clockwork. All I did was work, 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 work. And then once my kids got older and I'm just like, you know what? It's time for me to start taking care of me now. You know, they're old enough to take care of themselves and do for their, themselves. Now it's time for me to take care of myself. And so I, I started doing little things like, you know, taking 30 minutes to myself or going to get my nails done by myself, you know, and, and that time is spent by myself or, you know, taking a walk or going to the gym, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're taking that time for yourself. And so I know that, you know, when people think about self-care and putting themselves first, you know, they're thinking, you know, you know, it's, it's tough it's tough to put myself first or you don't realize that it actually can help you emotionally or you think you're taking time away from other loved ones or that, you know, you have more important things to juggle around at the time. So you just don't have the time to make time for yourself. And that is bananas. Okay. If you can make time to, you know, go to a game or, or, you know, make time for work. You definitely need to be able to make time for yourself. Yes, you have to work, but guess what? Something happened to you and you pass away. That job is still going to be there. They're going to be ready to hire the next person. So use them PTO days that you got. They are there for a reason. And I am one. I had to tell this to myself because I used to stack up my PTO days. I used to then take PTO um, throughout the year and I will, and I will have a whole bunch of PTO days left at the end of the year. So I had to change that. So now I take days off, even if I'm not going anywhere or doing anything, I take that time off. So just so I can have time for myself, no matter what that is. So learn, learn how to take time for yourself. And so with that, the task that I give to you from these two steps is, or from step six, is to write down three barriers to self-care that you face right now. Whatever those three barriers that you're facing right now that says, I can't put myself first right now. Write them down and then evaluate them. See how you can start to put yourself first. Maybe it's taking 30 minutes of can nobody call me or touch me during this time? 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes a day is for myself. And that's to do whatever you want to do. Whatever it is that works best for you, figure it out. But you got to do it. You got to make the decision to just do it. And so with that, um, you know, these were two great tips. Um, once again, 
great information um, on how to deal with your, your stress and your depression. And I thank you all so much for tuning in. You know, this is a new venture for me and I'm so excited about it. And so I thank you guys for your support. Another thing I want to touch back on is, you know, like I said, steps one and two and five, they're talking about stress and depression. And I know with COVID going on, you know, everybody's lives were turned was turned upside down. And so you have so many people who's dealing with mental illness, depression, stressors, all types of stuff. And for all different reasons, reasons. And so if you are someone who just feel like you can't handle the the stress or the depression or in some mental state you just can't take it anymore please reach out for help um one tip uh resource that i would like to give is the number to the national suicide prevention hotline and that's at 1-800-273-TALK that's 1-800-273-8255 And they will be able to assist you with anything um, that you may be in need of, any kind of crisis that you may be in need of. And so I just want to give that little resource out there because I know that there is a lot of people out there who's dealing with some type of crisis and, and, um, you know, stressors and depression and all types of stuff. So I just want to put that out there. And so... Again, I thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope this information has been as helpful to you as it has been for me. If you are interested in more like helpful self-care tips, you want to do some fun challenges, um, get some healthy recipes and more, please visit and like my personal blog page on Facebook. It's also called Self and that's S-E-L-F. And thank you all very much for your love and support again on this new venture. Like I said, this is something new for me and I'm so excited about it. And so all of your love, support, feedback is is greatly appreciated. Um, Please make sure that you hit the notification bell to receive updates on my latest podcast episodes. Also, if you are listening using the Anchor app, you can now send me voice messages directly. So if you would like to send me a feedback or a shout out, or um, if you want to give me some ideas on some topics, you can always shoot me a voicemail. Um, Lastly, if there's a topic that you would like for me to discuss and you don't want to send it through the voice message, you can always send me an email to self.love218 at gmail. That's self.love1218 at gmail. Again, S-E-L-F dot L-O-B-E 1218 at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll talk to you later. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Self Podcast. Self is strong, empowered, love, and fearless. I'm your host, Miss Nisha. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I so appreciate you guys for being here, for your support. Thank you so much. I hope you guys are staying safe and keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. 
as we continue to deal with this pandemic that we're going through. So today I am bringing to you guys the next two steps in the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. So just to do a quick recap, step one talked about emotional well-being. Step two was name the stressors. Three, accept what it is. Four, build self-care habits. Five, do the basics. And six, define your barriers. And so today I'm going to bring you steps seven and eight, which is commit to yourself and set your goals. So when we talk about committing to yourself or commit to yourself, it's deciding if self-care is an area that you can truly focus on and fit in your life at this moment. Is it something that you are able to practice on a daily basis? And so the way that you can figure out if this is something that's that's important to you that you can do right now, you write down why it would be important for you to practice self-care in this area of your life. It may help to ask yourself, If I achieve this, how would my life look different? You need to define your values when practicing self-care. It's almost like a mission statement. So like this is something that you can always refer back to when you lose focus or if you're tempted to neglect um, self-care, you can always revert back to your list and what you wrote down. So maybe you want to feel more joy or have more energy or boost your immune system up or improve your relationship with others. Uh, Do more things that fulfill you or avoid things that drain you. So you have to decide if self-care is really something you want to do for yourself. Because a lot of times, a lot of people is not ready for that. A lot of people are not ready to commit to, you know, putting themselves first. So you have to ask yourself, am I truly ready to commit to myself? So a task that I give to you is to write your plan for why and how you will improve your self-care. And so that will be your task for step uh, steps number seven. Step number eight is, you know, set your goals. So both of steps seven and eight ties together. So it's important for you to put on your own oxygen mask before tending to others. This means it's critical to make self-care a priority. And I always say, how can you take care of someone else if you can't take care of yourself, Right. You have to be able to take care of yourself before you're able to go out there and and take care of others. And so you want to try to set some goals to make it a habit. Think specific actions, you know, define small doable goals to improve your self-care during COVID. Make it a priority. So some ideas could be like, Um, Start the day by stretching or doing yoga. 
call a close friend to catch up on, you know, what's been going on in each other's lives. Give yourself a massage or a manicure at home. Um, Watch a, a funny comedian online or on TV or treat yourself to a healthy dessert like some fruit or some yogurt. You know, just it can be anything. Just define three things you can do regularly to take care of yourself. And so that's your task number two is to define three things you can do regularly to take care of yourself and take at least one of those things and actually do it. And so once you have committed yourself to putting yourself first and practicing more self-care and set your goals and then the next thing for you to do is to just get started get started with practicing your self-care and so step seven and eight commit yourself and set your goals that is your next task to do when it comes to practicing self-care during COVID and so that is all for today I will be bringing you the next two steps on the next episode. I really do appreciate you guys for being being here and tuning in with me. Let me thank you guys so much for tuning in to my um, special episode um, tribute to Rhonda Kelly. I am so excited and happy to say that um, we were able to raise um, $10,000 for the Rhonda Kelly scholarship fund. I am so excited about that. It, it's amazing what people can do when they come together and, and be able to support, um, you know, something like this education fund. So I really do appreciate you guys for, for those who had, um, did a little blessing or given a little blessing, the $56 that was asked um, to donate to the um, the education fund for Rhonda Kelly. I do appreciate you guys for doing that. But I thank you guys so much. Um, stay tuned. There's more to come. Bye for now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Self Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really do appreciate all of your love and support um, as I continue on this new venture that I'm on with with doing my podcast. Um, I hope you guys are out there keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. Make sure you're washing your hands and wearing your mask and practicing social distance. All right. So today I am going to bring to you the next steps in regards to the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. Now I've already provided you guys with the first eight and today I'm going to provide you with four more steps. So let's just recap real quick on the first eight that I provided you. So the first um, step talked about emotional well-being and how you can, you know, 
manage your ups and downs and you know, notice when your emotions and how you react to your emotions, um, how to develop a positive plan to reducing your stress and boosting your immune system. Step two talked about naming your stressors, being able to identify your fears, your anxiety, or what's causing you depression, and then um, figuring out, you know, the best way to help you cope with those stressors. Step three talked about accepting what is. So pretty much coming to the realization that the pandemic has happened and being able to move forward in the pandemic and how to cope with moving through the pandemic and being able to find your peace while you're doing it. Step four talked about building your self-care habits. You know, um, being able to take care of your body and your mind, um, coming up with good self-care habits like eating healthier meals, fruits and vegetables, getting in a regular exercise daily, building good, positive, strong relationships with others, and, and being able to be sociable safely with your family and your friends. Step five talked about doing the basics. So, you know, usually when you're stressed or feeling depressed, you really don't feel like doing nothing or being bothered with anything or anyone. And so this step talks about just pushing yourself to do the basics. And the basics could be just getting up out of the bed, you know, getting dressed for the day, you know, um, making sure you're getting enough sleep. And so that's what that step talked about. Step six talked about defining your barriers. This step pretty much talked about, you know, being able to put yourself first, you know, figuring out what the barriers are that's keeping you from being able to put yourself first and practicing self-care. Step seven talked about committing to yourself. Deciding if self-care, if it fits in the area of your life right now. If you're able to take that time and, and, and F, put in the effort to putting yourself first and, and taking care of yourself. As I've said um, multiple times throughout the steps provided, how can you take care of someone else if you can't take care of yourself, right? And so you have to be able to commit to yourself first that you will try to improve on your own self-care and then step eight talked about you know setting your goals you know um coming up with those um healthy habits and then setting goals to be able to do them setting realistic small doable goals to improving your self-care during COVID-19 and so those were the first eight steps that I provided to you. Today, I'm going to provide you with steps 9, 10, 11, and 12. And so we're going to get started with that. So step nine talks about taking a break from news. So, you know, since the pandemic has happened, you know, the news has been so crazy. 
Like it, it'll have you just believe in almost anything these days. And, and it's, it's so depressing. I know for me, the news is very depressing. I try not to indulge in the news or any kind of news reporting, whether on social media or on TV, too much because it can get to you mentally. It can drain you mentally. And so you want to try to take a break from the news. You know, stay informed, you know, with the facts and and the quality and and make sure you're monitoring the quality um the sources that you're get receiving your news from. Make sure these are good sources that you're getting your news from. Um be careful not to absorb too much media right now because like I said, it can cause anxiety, it can cause stress, it can even cause you to be depressed. And so some tips that I want to give you um, to taking a break from the news, decide what news you'll tune into. Limit the amount of time you spend on social media. Turn off the news alerts on your phones. You know, take a break, like I said, from social media. And, and tell your friends and family to take a break. You know, do it together. Decide how much media you will tune into each week. That's that's the step, the tip that I um, want you to take away from this today is decide how much media is, is enough for a week. Because you don't want to consume too much of it and then causing yourself to become, you know, stressed and, and, and have anxiety from it. So limit the time that you spend with social media and, and all of the news sources that's out there. Cause half of the sources that's out there is not even uh, credible sources. So be careful where you receive your information and your news from. Um, step 10 talks about, um, you know, trying meditation and I absolutely love this step because this is one that's near and dear to my heart. I do meditation every day on a daily basis. For me, um, meditation was a must when COVID happened because in the beginning of the pandemic, like any other people, I was like really having really bad anxiety, was always in a panic, didn't really want to go outside, not even to check the mail or take the garbage out. That's how paranoid I was Um, and it took meditation and spending time with God for me to be able to break down or lower my stress and anxiety that I was having um, when COVID first happened. So meditation is a very powerful way to lower your stress and your anxiety. It can definitely help you process your emotions and focus on the present. It also can help you manage the stress of what's going on in the world today. The pandemic, of course, right? So you want to try to, you know, find what works best for you when it comes to meditation. Whether that's, you know, finding a quiet place and sitting comfortable, closing your eyes and doing breathing techniques, making sure you're breathing in from your diaphragm, you know, imagining a a place where you feel the most peace and joy and maybe think about a sound or a smell or some type of positive experience and put yourself there. And if negative thoughts try to come in your head, you know, acknowledge them. You want to acknowledge them, 
but then let them go. You don't want to sit on those thoughts too much, okay? So you want to take time to meditate. For me, my best time of meditation is first thing in the morning when I get up as I'm getting myself ready for work. And I actually spend probably about three hours first thing in the morning just in meditation. Even while I'm getting ready for work, I'm in meditation, I'm in prayer. And and what that does for me is it prepares my day. It, it brings calm and balance so that I'm prepared to tackle or handle my day accordingly. You know, it puts me in a, in a positive space. It, it just brings clarity to my mind. And so, you know, I really, really appreciate what meditation has done for me. It really has helped me with my anxiety levels and, and being able to deal with even grief, you know, from the loss of loved ones. It's been able to keep me balanced and keep me focused. And so the task that I give to you on this step is to try to meditate five minutes every day for five days in a row and see how that works for you. Try breathing, find some soothing music. I have meditation music that I um, actually at nighttime when I'm going to bed, it actually helps me sleep because sometimes I'll be up and I can't fall asleep. And so I'll turn that music on and I'll, you know, bring it in. I'll clear my head and I'll take that music in. And next thing you know, I'm out of there. I'm asleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, that music is still playing. So it, it actually wakes me up in the morning as well. And so find what works best for you when you're doing meditations. There's so many different ways for you to do meditation. And if you don't know how to get started with meditation, send me a voice message on here and and let me hear from you. And then maybe I can provide you with some tips on how to get started with meditation. Okay. Awesome. So the next step talks about reframing your thoughts. So having frequent negative thoughts about COVID-19, you have the power to reframe those thoughts and turn them into positive thinking. So if you change the thoughts, you might change your feelings and the way that you're feeling. So if you're feeling anxiety and and anxious, you know, about COVID-19 and what it's bringing and what's going on or catching the actual virus and stuff, if you keep thinking negative thoughts, then you putting that out there into the atmosphere and, and, and nine times out of 10, you bring it back to yourself. And so you want to try to change your your mindset from negative to positive. So your thought might be, life is so hard right now. So you want to try to reframe that and say, it's different, but I can manage. I am strong enough. Speak those affirmations into your life. Another thought may be, all of my plans are canceled now. Like, I can't do nothing. I can't travel. I can't go hang out with friends. But you want to reframe that and say, I can adjust. I can also make plans again in the future. And another thought may be, I'm so lonely and bored. I don't have nobody. It's just me. Reframe it. It's nice to have time to focus on myself, which is what people should be doing right now in this moment anyway. Taking this time to learn more about themselves, you know, living a healthier lifestyle, 
for themselves. So the task that I want you guys to take away from this step is to write down three negative thoughts you've had recently in regards to COVID and then reframe them. And what I want to do, I want to hear from you. Send me a voice message. If you are willing to share with me and I, I'm the one listening to it, send me a voice message of the three negative thoughts you've had recently and how you would reframe them. I would love to hear from you on that. Okay. And so the next and final step for this episode is get moving. You know, during the pandemic, you know, we've been indoors most of the time, you know, trying to keep safe, trying to keep our family safe, practicing social distancing. Um, your your routine has probably changed. So we probably were so used to going to the gym and working out or going, you know, traveling to work or whatever. And so our routines drastically change, you know, gyms are closed and, you know, there's fewer services being offered. And so, um, we kind of came to a halt. And I know for me personally, I literally was just really getting into the nitty gritty of my weight loss journey when COVID happened. You know, I was in the gym almost three days a week and I was in the gym for not one, not two, not three hours, but sometimes four hours in a day, just getting my workout on. And when COVID happened, all of that stopped because, you know, I didn't want to catch anything by going to the gyms and then the gym started closing and so I my whole routine came to a halt and the result of that was me not moving me not you know you know having you know exercising or moving my body enough and that caused me to gain 23 of the pounds that I had lost back because I wasn't moving my body. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting in the house. I wasn't motivated. I didn't feel like doing anything. The COVID was kind of, you know, making me depressed and having anxiety. So, I mean, even just taking a walk outside, I didn't even want to do that. So, you know, now we're, we're really in going into the third year of this pandemic. And we know a little bit more about it to where we can protect ourselves a little bit better. But still, But now we can get back to maybe doing some exercising or walking outside as long as we're keeping ourselves safe, wearing our mask and practicing social distancing. Um, Exercising is important, you know, for your emotional well-being. So regular activity can help you cope better with stress. And so you want to get yourself moving, get your body moving. I don't care if it's just a quick walk around the corner. I don't care if you're doing yoga at home or you're doing some online workout video videos or classes, which is what I have tapped into to get my body moving. You know, as I said, take a walk outside with your mask on. You know, be creative, you know, be creative in getting yourself moving. It's still possible to exercise during the pandemic. And so my challenge for you for this exercise is to try to exercise for 30 minutes, three days this upcoming week. Try to do that. And I would like to hear from you on this as well. Send me a voice message and let me know if you were able to get get at least 30 minutes in, and I don't care what that is, 30 minutes, it can be, you know, you just uh, walking around your house or, you know, if you have a jump rope, jump some rope or do whatever, just get your body moving because 
it's going to help you feel better. It's going to help you overcome any kind of anxiety, depression, or anger, or anything that you might be ex experiencing, getting your body moving. And it's also good for your health. You know, get, we all, most of us are working from home and we're sitting behind a desk and at a computer all day long and so you want to be able to stretch your legs and get your blood circulating through your legs and give your eyes a rest away from the computer you know so you won't be getting no migraines and things like that so with that step i challenge you to try to exercise for at least 30 minutes three days this week okay so that is all that i have today for you guys um on the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. I think these were some great topics on this episode. Um, I will be bringing you the next four and final steps in the next day or so. So make sure you stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting me. I love you. Talk to you next time. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Self Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really do appreciate all of your love and support um, as I continue on this new venture that I'm on with, with doing my podcast. Um, I hope you guys are out there keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. Make sure you're washing your hands and wearing your mask and practicing social distance. All right. So today I am going to bring to you the next steps in regards to the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. Now, I've already provided you guys with the first eight and today I'm going to provide you with four more steps. So let's just recap real quick on the first eight that I provided you. So the first um, step talked about emotional well-being and how you can, you know, manage your ups and downs and you know, notice when your emotions and how you react to your emotions, um, how to develop a positive plan to reducing your stress and boosting your immune system. Step two talked about naming your stressors, being able to identify your fears, your anxiety, or what's causing you depression, and then um, figuring out, you know, the best way to help you cope with those stressors. Step three talked about accepting what is. So pretty much coming to the realization that the pandemic has happened and being able to move forward in the pandemic and how to cope with moving through the pandemic and being able to find your peace while you're doing it. Step four talked about building your self-care habits. You know, um, being able to take care of your body and your mind, um, coming up with good self-care habits like eating healthier meals, fruits and vegetables, 
getting in a regular exercise daily, building good, positive, strong relationships with others, and and being able to be sociable safely with your family and your friends. Step five talked about doing the basics. So, you know, usually when you're stressed or feeling depressed, you really don't feel like doing nothing or being bothered with anything or anyone. And so this step talks about just pushing yourself to do the basics. And the basics could be just getting up out of the bed, you know, getting dressed for the day, you know, um, making sure you're getting enough sleep. And so that's what that step talked about. Step six talked about defining your barriers. This step pretty much talked about, you know, being able to put yourself first, you know, figuring out what the barriers are that's keeping you from being able to put yourself first and practicing self-care. Step seven talked about committing to yourself, deciding if self-care, if it fits in the area of your life right now, if you're able to take that time and 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 f put in the effort to putting yourself first and and taking care of yourself as i've said um, multiple times throughout the steps provided how can you take care of someone else if you can't take care of yourself right and so you have to be able to commit to yourself first that you will try to improve on your own self-care And then step eight talked about, you know, setting your goals, you know, um, coming up with those um, healthy habits and then setting goals to be able to do them, setting realistic, small, doable goals to improving your self-care during COVID-19. And so those were the first eight steps that I provided to you. Today, I'm going to provide you with steps 9, 10, 11, and 12. And so we're going to get started with that. So step nine talks about taking a break from news. So, you know, since the pandemic has happened, you know, the news has been so crazy. It'll have you just believing almost anything these days. And and it's, it's so depressing. I know for me, the news is very depressing. I try not to indulge in the news or any kind of news reporting, whether on social media or on TV, too much because it can get to you mentally. It can drain you mentally. And so you want to try to take a break from the news. You know, stay informed you know, with the facts and and the quality and and make sure you're monitoring the quality, um, the sources that you're receiving your news from. Make sure these are good sources that you're getting your news from. Um, Be careful not to absorb too much media right now because like I said, it can cause anxiety, it can cause stress, it can even cause you to be depressed. And so some tips that I want to give you um, to taking a break from the news, decide what news you'll tune into. Limit the amount of time you spend on social media. Turn off the news alerts on your phones. You know, take a break, like I said, from social media and, and tell your friends and family to take a break. You know, do it together. 
decide how much media you will tune into each week. That's that's the step, the tip that I um, want you to take away from this today is decide how much media is, is enough for a week because you don't want to consume too much of it and then cause yourself to become, you know, stressed and, and, and have anxiety from it. So limit the time that you spend with social media and, and all of the news sources that's out there because half of the sources that's out there is not even uh, credible sources. So be careful where you receive your information and your news from. Um, step 10 talks about, um, you know, trying meditation. And I absolutely love this step because this is one that's near and dear to my heart. I do meditation every day on a daily basis. For me, um, meditation was a must when COVID happened because in the beginning of the pandemic, like any other people, I was like really having really bad anxiety, was always in a panic, didn't really want to go outside, not even to check the mail or take the garbage out. That's how paranoid I was. Um, And it took meditation and spending time with God for me to be able to break down or lower my stress and anxiety that I was having um, when COVID first happened. So meditation is a very powerful way to lower your stress and your anxiety. It can definitely help you process your emotions and focus on the present. It also can help you manage the stress of what's going on in the world today, the pandemic, of course, right? So you want to try to, you know, find what works best for you when it comes to meditation, whether that's, you know, finding a quiet place and sitting comfortable, closing your eyes and doing breathing techniques, making sure you're breathing in from your diaphragm, you know, imagining a a place where you feel the most peace and joy and maybe think about a sound or a smell or some type of positive experience and put yourself there. And if negative thoughts try to come in your head, you know, acknowledge them. You want to acknowledge them, but then let them go. You don't want to sit on those thoughts too much. Okay. So you want to take time to meditate. For me, my best time of meditation is first thing in the morning when I get up as I'm getting myself ready for work. And I actually spend probably about three hours first thing in the morning just in meditation. Even while I'm getting ready for work, I'm in meditation, I'm in prayer. And and what that does for me is it prepares my day. It, it brings calm and balance so that I'm prepared to tackle or handle my day accordingly. You know, it puts me in a, in a positive space. It, it just brings clarity to my mind. And so, you know, I really, really appreciate what meditation has done for me. It really has helped me with my anxiety levels and, and being able to deal with even grief, you know, from the loss of loved ones. It's been able to keep me balanced and keep me focused. And so the task that I give to you on this step is to try to meditate five minutes every day for five days in a row and see how that works for you. Try breathing, find some soothing music. I have meditation music that I 
um, actually at nighttime when I'm going to bed, it actually helps me sleep. Cause sometimes I be up and I can't fall asleep. And so I'll turn that music on and I'll, you know, bring it in. I'll clear my head and I'll take that music in. And next thing you know, I'm out of there. I'm asleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, that music is still playing. So it, it actually wakes me up in the morning as well. And so find what works best for you when you're doing meditations. There's so many different ways for you to do meditation. And if you don't know how to get started with meditation, send me a voice message on here and and let me hear from you. And then maybe I can provide you with some tips on how to get started with meditation, okay? Awesome. So the next step talks about reframing your thoughts. So having frequent negative thoughts about COVID-19. You have the power to reframe those thoughts and turn them into positive thinking. So if you change the thoughts, you might change your feelings and the way that you're feeling. So if you're feeling anxiety and and anxious, you know, about COVID-19 and what it's bringing and what's going on or catching the actual virus and stuff. If you keep thinking negative thoughts, then you putting that out there into the atmosphere and, and, and nine times out of 10, you bring it back to yourself. And so you want to try to change your, your mindset from negative to positive. So your thought might be life is so hard right now. So you want to try to reframe that and say, it's different, but I can manage. I am strong enough. Speak those affirmations into your life. Another thought may be, all of my plans are canceled now. Like, I can't do nothing. I can't travel. I can't go hang out with friends. But you want to reframe that and say, I can adjust. I can also make plans again in the future. And another thought may be, I'm so lonely and bored. I don't have nobody. It's just me. Reframe it. It's nice to have time to focus on myself, which is what people should be doing right now in this moment anyway. Taking this time to learning more about themselves, you know, living a healthier lifestyle for themselves. So the task that I want you guys to take away from this step is to write down three negative thoughts you've had recently in regards to COVID and then reframe them. And what I want to do, I want to hear from you. Send me a voice message. If you are willing to share with me and I'm the one listening to it, send me a voice message of the three negative thoughts you've had recently and how you would reframe them. I would love to hear from you on that. Okay. And so the next and final step for this episode is get moving. You know, during the pandemic, you know, We've been indoors most of the time, you know, trying to keep safe, trying to keep our family safe, practicing social distancing. Um, your, your routine has probably changed. So we probably were so used to going to the gym and working out or going, you know, traveling to work or whatever. And so our routines drastically change. You know, gyms are closed and, you know, there's fewer services being offered. And so... Um, we kind of came to a halt. And I know for me personally, I literally was just really getting into the nitty gritty of my weight loss journey 
when COVID happened, you know, I was in the gym almost three days a week and I was in the gym for not one, not two, not three hours, but sometimes four hours in a day, just getting my workout on. And when COVID happened, all of that stopped because, you know, I didn't want to catch anything by going to the gyms and then the gym started closing. And so I, my whole routine came to a halt. And the result of that was me not moving, me not, you know, you know, having, you know, exercising or moving my body enough. And that caused me to gain 23 of the pounds that I had lost back. Because I wasn't moving my body. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting in the house. I wasn't motivated. I didn't feel like doing anything. The COVID was kind of, you know, making me depressed and having anxiety. So, I mean, even just taking a walk outside, I didn't even want to do that. So, you know, now we're, we're really in going into the third year of this pandemic. And we know a little bit more about it to where we can protect ourselves a little bit better. But still... But now we can get back to maybe doing some exercising or walking outside as long as we're keeping ourselves safe, wearing our mask and practicing social distancing. Um, exercising is important, you know, for your emotional well-being. So regular activity can help you cope better with stress. And so you want to get yourself moving, get your body moving. I don't care if it's just a quick walk around the corner. I don't care if you're doing yoga at home or you're doing some online workout video videos or classes, which is what I have tapped into to get my body moving. You know, as I said, take a walk outside with your mask on. You know, be creative, you know, be creative in getting yourself moving. It's still possible to exercise during the pandemic. And so my challenge for you for this exercise is to try to exercise for 30 minutes, three days this upcoming week. Try to do that. And I would like to hear from you on this as well. Send me a voice message and let me know if you were able to get, get a, at least 30 minutes in, and I don't care what that is, 30 minutes, it can be, you know, you just uh, walking around your house or, you know, if you have a jump rope, jump some rope or do whatever, just get your body moving because it's going to help you feel better. It's going to help you overcome any kind of anxiety, depression, or anger, or anything that you might be ex experiencing getting your body moving and it's also good for your health you know get, we all most of us are working from home and we're sitting behind a desk and at a computer all day long and so you want to be able to stretch your legs and get your blood circulating through your legs and give your eyes a rest away from the computer you know so you won't be getting no migraines and things like that so with that step, I challenge you to try to exercise for at least 30 minutes, three days this week. Okay? So that is all that I have today for you guys um, on the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. I think these were some great topics on this episode. Um, I will be bringing you the next four and final steps in the next day or so. So make sure you stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting me. I love you. Talk to you next time.
Hi, everyone, and welcome to Self Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I am so excited that you are here. I hope you guys are keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. Make sure you're washing your hands, wearing your mask, and practicing social distancing as much as possible. So today, I am bringing to you guys the last four steps in the 16 steps to practicing self-care during COVID. Aren't you excited? I'm so excited for this finale. So let's just get right into it. So as I said, I'm providing you guys with the last four steps. Let's just recap real quick on um, the steps that I've already provided. So just going down the list, we talked about emotional well-being, naming your stressors, accepting the pandemic for what it is, building self-care habits, positive self-care habits, do the basics, which is getting up in the morning and getting yourself going, define your barriers, commit to yourself, set your goals, take a break from the news and social media, try meditation, which is my favorite, reframe your thoughts, get moving. And so those were the ones that I've already provided. And so we're going to go ahead and start uh, discussing the last four, which is be appreciative, create a plan, prioritize sleep and pandemic anger and blame. So let's jump right into it. So the first one talks about uh, being uh, appreciative. And what that is saying is, you know, even during a pandemic, there are things that you can be grateful for, you know. So we want to try to focus more on that. I know there's a lot of things that has been going on during the pandemic with the loss of loved ones, losing jobs and all type of stuff. But we also have to learn to reflect on the things that we are grateful for. You know, for me, um, I just celebrated my 43rd birthday on January 17th. And I'm grateful to God that I am still here in the land of the living to be able to celebrate that. And so we want to take time to acknowledge the the things that we're grateful for. And so how you can do that is by starting a gratitude journal. You know, what makes you grateful? Write it down every day. I have a journal that I write in every day and I write down things that I'm grateful for, my prayers, all kind of stuff. And so one thing I definitely make sure that I write in my journal is what I'm grateful for. Um, it will be it will become a gratitude habit, which can go into those um, positive uh, self-care habits that you're trying to build for yourself. So this will definitely be a good one to start doing. Um, compare past bad experiences with today, with what you got going on today. How did you survive? What um, what are you thankful for since that? bad experience happen. Perhaps you've learned something new, something new about yourself, something new about the people that that's around you. Maybe because of past troubles, you made a better life now for you, for yourself, like a better job or a relationship or even living a healthier life. So my challenge for you today is, um, write down about three things that you're thankful for. And, and if you 
don't mind sharing with me, send me a voice message. I would love to hear what your three things are that you're you're thankful for. So moving on to the next step, which is create a plan. It's normal to fear getting sick during COVID. Like I told you guys before, when COVID first happened, I was so paranoid of catching the virus. I, I wouldn't let anybody, anybody come in my house. If you did come in my house, you have to take your shoes off at the door. I was spraying you down with Lysol, all type of stuff. And so it's normal to have that fear of getting sick because you don't know what to expect from it or how it, it will react to your body. Um, to combat this anxiety that you have, make a plan. Then you'll know what to do if you do get the virus, right? So to ease your anxiety, you know, ask your, your doctor what you should do should you get COVID-19. Look up places to get tested. Decide where you're going to be treated at or what you would need to treat yourself. You know, plan how you'll quarantine and make yourself comfortable in a safe place. And be sure to let your employers know, you know, to protect yourself and others. And so, you know, come up with a COVID-19 care plan. You know, something that's going to help you and your loved ones. And once you come up with that plan, review it with those who live in your household. You know, that way everyone is aware what to do should they come in contact with the virus, okay? So the next step is prioritize sleep. This is so important, especially during COVID because I don't know about anybody else, but my sleep patterns have definitely been off since the pandemic has happened. And so sleep has a major impact on emotional health. And so in most adults, you know, we need about seven to eight hours of sleep daily to feel well rested. And so good sleep can help lower your stress levels and boost your mood. You know, it'll put you in a better mood. The, the more you feel rested, you know, the better your mood would be. And so um, when you are well rested, you can also think more clearly and build better relationships. And so to get better sleep, you want to kind of stick to a consistent sleep schedule. Make sure you're turning off, you know, your electronics and TVs and phones and everything, maybe two hours before bed. Keep your bedroom kind of dark and relaxing and quiet. You know, don't drink any caffeine or any alcohol before bed and maybe even get in a early exercise in the day. So that way, you are prepared to get a good night's rest. And another thing that I will add to this is also, um, like me, I usually turn on my meditation music and that actually calms my mind, calms my brain down, and then it also helps me to fall asleep. So that would be something else that I will add to the list of things that you can do to get better sleep. And so the task that I get to you on this is to set a bedtime to ensure that you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep. And then try to stick with that schedule for at least a week and see how it go. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll see a good difference in, you know, how many hours of sleep you're going to get and how rested you will feel. Okay. And so for the last step, step number 16 pandemic anger and blame and let me tell you i definitely know that 
you know, all of us has experienced this since the pandemic has happened. With so much uncertainty in our lives now, our emotions can, you know, be hard to control. And so we're angry, but the anger, you know, comes from, you know, the fear that we have, the anxiety and the sadness, you know, fear that we're going to catch the virus, anxiety because we had to be closed in and sheltered in, and then sadness from, you know, all the lives that were lost during this pandemic. And so we're feeling all of these emotions and it's hard to control. And so we're all upset about, you know, the restrictions and the closures and so much um, to be angry about. And it's easy to look for someone else to blame, right? So who can we blame? Really, who can we blame for this? Well, COVID-19 impacts everyone. This pandemic impacts everyone. And so it, it can't be blamed on any one person. We can't control the world. So we have to look inward. When you're angry, just stop for a minute, take a breath, recognize and acknowledge the emotion that you're feeling, then release it. Because if you stay angry, you can hurt your emotional health long term. And so you learn to let go. Like, like my mom used to say when she was alive, feel it and let it go. Feel it, whatever you're feeling, and then let it go. And you can also find really good tips on how to channel this, this energy um, with like online meditation courses, you know, like I said, meditation to me is, is the best. And so meditate, meditating can help you with your anxiety and your fears and any kind of emotions that you're feeling. And so you have to figure out what works best for you in regards to learning how to control your emotions. And so, Although we feel in, the, you know, the fear, the anxiety, the sadness, um, even depression and, and all other kind of emotions, we have to come to a place where we're learning how to deal with these emotions um, in, a, in a more healthier way. So you won't be affected long term down the line. And so that's the 16th step. That's the 16th step, everybody. I'm so excited that we got through these 16 steps. I think this was some really good information to help anyone who is looking to practicing self-care more, not just because of COVID, but just because you want to live a more healthier, positive life in every aspect of your life. And so I think these were 16 great steps you know, and you can always come back and listen to these steps over again if you missed anything or if you want to recap on some things. Um, you can also shoot me a voicemail, um, a voice message on my podcast of any tips you may need, anything that you want me to discuss in regards to self-care. This is something that I hold near and dear to my own life where every day, no matter what it is, I am practicing some form of self-care. And so it was ironic um, this past week, we had a guest um, pastor who was filling in for my father on prayer. And one thing he was talking about is um, self-care. And another part of self-care is 
guarding your heart. And that's what he was talking about, matters of the heart. And so um, we have to learn how to deal with the matters at matters of the heart because that is a part of self-care. And so I just want to throw that little bit in as well um, because I think that was a very important discussion that he was talking about in regards to that. Um, you know, God is calling us during this season of this of uncertainty for us to tend to the matters that is on our heart. And so and he was talking from Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 4, fourth chapter, 23rd through the 27th verse. So if you want to take a look at that, go right ahead and do that. But I thought the point that he was talking about was very important because you can't address um, what's on the outside if you don't focus on what's on the inside as well. Self-care is an all-around thing. You know, we we be so um, focused on, you know, weight loss and, and working on an outer appearance that we don't really think about working on the inner part of us, you know, the feelings, the emotions, the matters of the heart, things that we've been holding in, things that, um, you know, that gives us anxiety and fear. And so these 16 steps is will help you to be able to cope with what's inside and not just what's on the outside, right? So that was the 16 steps. I'm so excited about uh, the information that was provided to you guys. I hope that this has helped someone as much as it has helped me. Even if it just reaches reach one person, I'm appreciative of you guys tuning in and listening in and getting this information and hopefully being able to apply it to your own life. And so that's it for today. This is the, the final episode of the 16 Steps to practicing self-care during COVID. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Um, I have some great things in store, great topics that's coming up. And I am preparing to have my very first guest. So I'm so excited about that. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you have that notification bell on so you can get notified when my new episodes drop. Follow me on Facebook, um, my self blog on Facebook as well. If you want to send me an email with any topics or anything that you would like for me to discuss or you may want to discuss with me, you can also send me an email to self.love1218 at gmail.com or just shoot me a voice message right here on my podcast and I'll definitely get back with you guys. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay tuned.